Broadcasting from everywhere and nowhere, the Misfit Crew at Southfleet HQ is proud to bring you the Dive Living Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Die Living Podcast brought to you by Softlead. Today we are... <laughs> oh, bam! Um, today we are going to talk with some of our resident firearms experts. Uh, <laughs> guys who have guns. Everyone's looking around the room like, who are you talking about? I got um, a red rider. Yeah. Not going to name names, but they're here with us today. And we are going to be talking about uh, hunting rifle setup. And one of the reasons I want to talk about this now is because I feel like we always talk about this right before hunting season. And then you don't have time to actually get your stuff set up. Now you got nine months to do it. So now you got nine months to do it, especially if you want to get super sexy with like custom action and barrel and, you know, kind of build your own blaster. Or order something that, you know, maybe off the shelf isn't off the shelf and might take two months to get to you or four months or something like that, uh, you know, p- have time to pick out glass, et cetera. So now's the time to start thinking about it, in my opinion, as well as starting to get like a little bit of maybe trigger time in. So <clears throat> with that, and I know everyone in this room has kind of recently acquired recently over the last year a bunch of different rifles and different calibers except for brian maybe um have you got new guns brian yeah i got a like a super tricked out ar this year that uh doug built me all right oh so there you go i told him spare no expense this was like 82 dollars he spared no expense (laughs) took him a whole lot of chapstick to get it (laughs) yeah exactly well there is a little bit of a dumpster going on in my gun. That's okay. <laughs> nice. The Franken gun. Um, yeah. So with that, I guess let's kind of chat about ideal hunting setups. For oh, man. Well, do you want to talk about a hog gun? Yeah. We can talk about a hog ho- gun for got sure because we got the up. hog hunt coming up. But I think that with that, I mean, the reality is that most people, whether it's budget constraints, like space, you know, storage constraints, or simply like an interest, like, hey, I want to go hunting every once in a while, but I don't want to have six different guns, even if I can afford it. Um, you know, what's what's my setup going to be? 300 Win Mag for everything from rabbits to <laughs> three, three, water eight. beefalo. The polo! <laughs> That's the way I like to start calling you Aaron Jr. <laughs> yeah, Wildcat or bus. I, yeah. I have never owned a, a gun that big. I keep telling so, you to buy that 950JHJ right? just, just to do it. What the <laughs> fuck is a 950JHJ? It's a 900, 9, 950 caliber bolt gun. That's ridiculous. It's an inch. I don't yeah. I don't think they make them anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. I imagine they're built to order. Well, but. I mean, certainly, if you have the means, <laughs> right. yeah, you can still get one. You can build. It's like an old school four th- bore or two bore kind of gun, but it's just designed. It's just designed to say like I have the largest. I was trying to convince Aaron to buy a five seven seven Tyrannosaur just so he had that. Dude, you're. I know a lot of weird Wildcat calibers, and you're rattling off some like. Well, these are like these ultra are ultra weird Wildcat yeah. calibers. Well, these are all like the super oh, ultra shit. huge bore ones that. 
are interesting to a young boy, but yeah. like not to like real people that not, want to do things with their, with well, their Aaron guns. Well, Aaron just bought a new Wildcat. You bought a 458 Hammer, right? I did. Uh, We're I, totally off the rails. I'm like, these would be good hunting setups. <laughs> right? Want to build a custom gun? You can go on this website. <laughs> and it was 4570 Whisper. That's what you need. order one. <laughs> yeah. It, Aaron has a policy that if you can buy ammunition for the gun, he doesn't want it. Like, That's you have, true. If, he only wants it if you have to get your own ammunition made. Smelt your own brass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eli's at home wearing like a leather apron and goggles, you know, like, like shoving coal into the furnace. Yeah. What is this? Well, this is a 224 Velociraptor. What is it? Really? Well, it's a 50 BMJ, 50 BMJ, <laughs> BMJ neck, case, down. neck down, 22 caliber, <laughs> thousand grain. You know, it's, it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> it's got a muzzle velocity of exit velocity. <laughs> the, the, the BC is 18. Like, yeah. wait, what? Right. Don't hold it more than 15 degrees up or literally exit the Earth's atmosphere. <laughs> 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 Contribute to the space trash problem that we have. Well, all right. So the 458 <laughs> Hammer, which was recently acquired specifically for the hog hunt, I'm actually going to blame on Nick. All right. Because... Nick and had been talking to me about how he wanted to build a 458 SOCOM specifically for the hog hunt, right? And to be fair, Nick is just as guilty as Aaron with having ridiculous wildcat guns. That's true. Nick has definitely more wildcat gun. He's got more wildcat gun experience than you do. I would say his whole family builds wildcat his guns. guns are wilder cat than mine. That's probably fair. For sure. Yeah. Without, what does well, that mean? The, like, okay, this is... Uh, like wild catter? I don't know. Like Wild catter -er? like, Yeah. Like, so I mean... Are you saying that they're, like they're more esoteric? Of wild catness, right? <laughs> so you're saying they're more exotic, like less rounds of that exist at any given time on planet well, Earth? Which, yes. You've got so the 6.5 SOM, which is actually... You, you can buy almost every round song. of 4570 Whisper that exists on the planet. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> however... <laughs> We've yet to fire that gun and don't have the can for it yet, so I feel like it's not quite... It doesn't count towards your wild catness? It doesn't count because it's not in service, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, can you buy 6.5 SOM now? No, I don't think so. You still so. can't buy 6.5 SOM? I don't know if you could buy the actual gun, but I'm... Sorry. I have a habit of dancing with the microphone. Um, so, I believe you could actually get the Oh, can you? When you built it, you couldn't, right? Like you had to. No, it was what is this? Whittle your own. Six point five SOM. Oh. What's what velocity are you getting out of that? Do you know? Oh really? Yeah, what's what's the point then? Well, so you don't burn the barrel though. Like my brother's seven song. Yeah. Three something. It's like a shotgun now. Oh yeah. As a neophyte, what is the allure of wildcat ammunition for you guys? Uh, so it's just like a flatter shooting trajectory, right? So you're looking for know. higher velocity rounds out of a different caliber? I mean like what is like a more stable round. Enable more stable. 
So why isn't that? It reminds me of that movie Road Trip where they like jump the bridge and he's like, "Cause it's the shortcut." You know, it's like, "Hey man, if it was, if it was, everybody knew it, just be the way, right?" That's like called three hundred one mag. That's three hundred one mag. Yeah. It's like the way. Right? Well, it's like, a, like pretty flat. I think it's just like the nature and like most people, right? Like they want to. They want to tinker. Always improve or do something different. I don't think like, that's most people. I think that's certain people. So like, yeah, I, have I think a, for Aaron, I have a little of some like weird, goofy shit that nobody yeah. else has. I well, think so. well, that's why Arrow has. Aaron has. I have a three hundred eight. Aaron has like a three hundred nine. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> one more, baby. I win. <laughs> the three hundred seven. Like, how the fuck yeah. you even get ammo for this? The, the weird three hundred nine Winchester. Well, that's like a Russian thing, right? It's like I can use your three hundred eight, but you right. can't use my three hundred nine. So fuck you. Right. That'll be recovery. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, so Nick had been talking about wanting to build a 458 SOCOM for the hog hunt, which is coming up. And literally days after this conversation, I get this email from Wilson Combat. Because you've built, you've bought every weird caliber they make. Right. And (laughs) it's like, hey, check this out. We made the 458 SOCOM better and we've got a few guns available What's you, the difference? What was the flash to bang so, from you first seeing that email and opening it to you whipping out your credit card? How, didn't even, how many minutes elapsed? It was 18 seconds. It was less than an hour. Um, <laughs> well, hold on. There's reason for that, though. Normally, I would have thought about it a little bit more. No, because they told you only a few available in limited <laughs> quantities. Act now. Like, it did sell out. Because I checked it did like, sell out, shortly after and the conversation. I was like, you know what? Man, I got to... I got to order this thing. It's got to get into that FFL. I got to go pick it up. I got to put glass on it. I got to get set it in. And oh, the hog hunt's like rational less, less than a month away, right? Yeah, it's not like you have any other guns for the hog hunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, did you just finish installing the largest safe that somebody makes in your garage? <laughs> did you really? It is not the largest safe that somebody makes. <laughs> First of all, they make a bigger one. It is an extremely large safe. But it takes like a semi-trailer with a guide trucks, you know? I'm actually stoked for this because, well, we won't go down the rabbit hole. Basically, never mind. (laughs) And that is because, for better or for worse, (laughs) right? For better or for worse, somehow I had become the repository of like monthly ammo shipments for Softleet. And it's because Aaron orders all of the monthly (laughs) ammo allotments for Softleet. It's like, oh, and, I'm filming videos. You know, like, I wasn't I wasn't comfortable just having, like, many tens of thousands of rounds of ammo just, like, floating around my garage. So... Mm-hmm. The evasion plan of the zombie apocalypse is literally from my house to Aaron's <laughs> house. Aaron's, yeah. <laughs> the problem is every single gun, like, none of the magazines or ammunition is compatible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, why? This is the dumbest apocalyptic armory ever. <laughs> Everything is wildcat. Right. Uh, <laughs> Zero possibility of battlefield yeah, recovery. Man. I'm running around with a 458 hammer. There's 18 pieces of brass on the planet. It's, it's mostly, like, we probably have, you have I to would pick say, up your brass every engagement. We've got to have a thousand pounds of nine millimeter ammunition. And mo- that's, yeah, that's, that's most accurate. of it. And maybe 500 yeah. pounds of 556. Five, yeah. And then a gentleman's quantity. I, exactly, I like how right? Aaron measures. We're at a point where we're measuring ammo in, <laughs> in, in weight. Is weight. it like, that's like the, the, the Medellin cartel way of counting money. You yeah. know, it's like, put it on the scale. A hundred pounds <laughs> is 1.2 million. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. So the 458 hammer 
And, and I should say, this is literally the worst hunting gun podcast ever. <laughs> this is definitely well, we're the getting there, though. We're we'll getting yeah. up on it. We're getting warmed up. Yeah. Bill Wilson, who owns Wilson Combat, supposedly loves to hunt hogs. And apparently, hog hunting at his ranch in Texas is like one of the greatest places to go to hunt pigs. He's the only dude actually breeding pigs in Texas. Right? So if you buy this gun, you get a free ticket. Exactly. Which Jam yeah, didn't I, tell us about. I wish that was the case. <laughs> a Wilson super pig hunt. I think it's basically, this round sounds like it is essentially the perfect pig 458 round. SOCOM Magnum, right? So it's like the case is four thousandths of an inch longer than 458 SOCOM. But essentially, the whole thing is totally, it's, it's over pressure, right? So uses the same magazine that 458 SOCOM would use. But Which, that's just a regular AR mag, right? Isn't AR that the whole point? And, is it, no, it's no, an it's AR-15, 15. yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Yep. Well, it's just a super fat round. Right. Stubby. But Stop it. this the gun is a hybrid. It's basically like an AR-15 lower with an AR-10 upper. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. The bolt, I, I, I can look at the specs. I don't know. The bolt is like itself an AR-15, AR-10 hybrid, the bolt carrier. Huh. So it's, it's cool. like not really one or the other. Um, Battlefield recovery again. Right? Yeah, worst zombie gun ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It should be interesting. <laughs> no, no. Like, I'm, I'm super excited to shoot it. Well, the stuff like that's fun. I mean, oh, dude, do you bu- uh, here's my question is, have you gotten a different wildcat for every year of the hog hunt? No. Yes. No. I, I, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I missed that one year. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, man. It, it sounds, uh, so like, it sounds like we're getting up on Aaron. We're not we're kind of jealousy talking. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, I'm admitting this publicly, but... Like, part of the fun of showing up to the hog hunt is kind of like, all right, yeah, man. Oh, like, it's definitely a gun like, show. What did you, you bring this year? I think right? I brought four guns the last time I went. It was just, like, absolutely yeah, man, ridiculous. Dude, I've got that forty-five seventy government revolver that I've lugged around with me like a paperweight all fucking six years just waiting. And there was one year on the first fucking day <laughs> that this, this doe walked, like, 15 yards from the blind and I'm like furiously texting the lodge owner, like, can we shoot the doe this year? Like, am I in the right place? Because some years we're too late for the season or right, you know, right. whatever. And five years I've been carrying this fucking pistol around that has like a 35-yard effective range right. waiting. And I have the opportunity in like one bar of cell service in this, you know, this ranch where I'm like getting fucking terrorized by this llama. And... <laughs> Were you there for the llama year? I don't think I was there for the llama year. The llama that spit on Don? No. I wish I was there for the llama year now. <laughs> Dude, we went to this ranch, and yeah, this guy, they were like, man, this guy owns this llama. Like this llama. Oh, I was there. It yeah. came walking up to my stand one time and stuck its head in. Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that thing, like, fucking charged me. I went out of the blind to take a piss, and the llama was like, I, like, turn around, and it's like... Llama's like standing like 50 yards away, just like fucking staring at me. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, and comes running in at me. I'm like scrambling up the fucking tower with like my fucking pants <laughs> around my ankles. Like, <clears throat> that's cool. Awesome. You like have mayhem with that damn pistol. <laughs> like, if you ever get a hog with it, we're going to have to take one of its tusks and turn it into a piece of scrimshaw. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Captain Aaron and his white hog. Right? Well, eventually so, you'll get it. No, this not. year I thought it'd be cool to, you know, try something new. So, 
Oh, I'm gonna have to borrow one. I don't have a gun of a caliber high enough. You want to borrow? I, I have a. Uh, well, so we have a a 30 cal policy. Mm, 26 like cal. 26. 26. Cal. So you can still cal, use like 6.5 Creedmoor. Yeah. 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 I, I think anything. We don't want guys with five, five, six guns. Like every right. time somebody wounds an animal that doesn't get recovered, it's a five, five, six gun. Like yep. Every fucking. It's just time. a tor- terrible haul ground. I mean, it's kind of a shitty round for anything other than like rabbits and coyotes. And so that brings me to the story of the four fifty eight. Right. Because <laughs> last year I got out of my stand because I heard and you know saw some hogs kind of in this low ground in this wash, and I'm like, well, it's getting dark. I'm gonna go look for for these and like kind of chase them out see if I could find them and I get down there with my my AR and I'm just like oh this is kind of dumb so man that wish well, I had a 458 dude the first year David Delanave shot that big fucking boar and cracked its shoulder it was like wounded but maybe not fatally it was after sundown right before dusk and he could hear it like you know, angry in the fucking, in the, the brush. And yeah, like no one, it was like, dude, I don't want to just like walk in and pitch black darkness dude, fucking after this thing. Bang out, man. It's called recon by sack, fire. Yeah, right. Sack the fuck up and go get that thing. Dude, so Josh, Josh and Mike. Oh yeah, they were on NVGs fucking, and lasers yeah, going came after with this fucking thing. NVGs. Dude, they put 11 rounds of 5.56 five, in that yeah. fucking bore. Dude, 5.56 five, sucks. And Josh, Still had to fucking hit it with a forty-five in the head to put it down. Oh yeah, man, um, dude, they're oh. so hard to take down. My dude, um, uh, Chris Cox and I shot. I shot like three or four rounds of three hundred eight, and he shot three or four rounds of thirty out six into one one year. Dude, Chris Cox and Canadian Mike had the John Wick moment. Oh yeah, Canadian Mike hunt. literally transitioned to his pistol. And I'm I'm like super pissed that I didn't get the shitty cell phone video from the guide that year because like oh, later right. I was like, dude, you gotta send that to me. He's like, oh, I deleted it. I'm like, why would you delete this, man? I guarantee That's that was epic. the coolest fucking picture oh, or video yeah. on your phone. But uh, for everyone listening, basically these guys were going out to the blind. They're in a pickup truck. They turn the corner on this ranch road, and there's like they're basically driving along the fence line. So they turn this right-hand corner, and like 500 yards down the fence, they see this like huge number of pigs. And they stop. They get into the bed of the pickup truck, like set up on the on the top of the truck. Canadian Mike is shooting this like 300 wind short mag fucking sights in boom like blast one at 500 yards the pigs start hitting the fence trying to go under it and in their confusion actually start running towards the pickup truck Chris Cox I don't think he was shooting that far out he was probably shooting with an AR that year actually no he has uh, 30-06 bolt guns usually what he takes yeah all right so these guys are like dropping pigs as they're, shoot, just yeah, as they're like running towards the truck, Canadian Mike butterflied one. I mean, he hit this thing with the 300 WSM. Yeah, and it like split the fucking pig in half. And yeah, it was it was, it was impressive. And uh, yeah, like as they're like running by the side of the truck, Canadian Mike transitions to pistol. It's like blasting them as they're like running by the side of the pickup truck. They and their ki- cell phone video of it? They killed like 13 pigs in like six seconds. Um, 
you know, on the move. Canadian Mike is John Wick, though. He is. A very, I was really proud. Incredibly of, nice, John Wick. Yeah, like a super nice. I, so he was telling me, like, man, you got to start practicing archery out to like a hundred meters. So I, I was like doing it for weeks. I sent him a photo of my like hundred meter group with a bow that's like you know six or eight inches. Like I thought it was dialed in. He's like, oh, not bad. He sends me back a picture of his. And it's got like 98 meters written on the target. It's literally a dozen arrows in like a two and a half inch group. I'm like, how the fuck is this possible? The dude is, he is John Wick. I'm he killed, he archery hunted a mountain lion without any type of tracking animals in Idaho. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Um, which is. And no bow. <laughs> and and just, no, just, just an throwing an arrow. Yeah. Um, Sling David and Goliath style. Yeah. Right. All right. So anyway, back to. So do we want to talk about hunting guns? So it was like the ship yeah. sailed on that. No, let's talk about hunting guns. Is what right, I so, you were, so we have a no five five six gun rule now for the hawk hunt. We want yeah. it either like 30 cal or greater and, for an AR. And I don't think of, if you're going to buy a hunting gun. It the five five six gun shouldn't be at any. It shouldn't be a five five six gun. No. Either, right. What is like, so what about like deer, for example, like, um, I have a friend that lives in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, no, he does not live in West Virginia. He lives in a in a state where you can own AR weapons. Um, you can't own AR weapons in West Virginia. You cannot. Really? really? I'm surprised about that. You cannot. No, 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 not West Virginia. Maryland. Right. He, oh, he lives yeah, in West yeah. Virginia. He does not live in Maryland. Gotcha. Where you yeah. definitely can't own anything like that. Um, so he has a property where he could shoot off of his back porch, essentially, out to about 200 yards. And I've been trying, and he wants to get a rifle, essentially just to like grab from his office and go out there and shoot deer on his property. Yeah. He's got a, two, a couple hundred acres, and uh, I've been trying to figure out like what would be the best solution for him. Man, the the classic go to used to be the three hundred eight. Like I still have a bolt action three hundred eight. That's like the go to North American hunting round. Thirty out six is actually making a comeback, kind of with like modern ammunition. But the six five. Is what about like three hundred blackout or something in an AR platform? In an AR, I feel like if you want to have yeah. an AR, three hundred blackout's the way to go. Well, like you, he definitely you can wants buy to an, have AR an AR and a three hundred blackout upper. Yeah. But if you're hunting on the East Coast, within like you know 100, 200 yards, you could just like throw the three hundred blackout upper on it, and now you've got kind of like this well, functional so multi gun. The platform. other question is like, what kind of shootings he gonna do? Because if you could, he could do uh, an AR ten. He would do now it like, he's got an literally AR he would shoot it like once, like as far as target is concerned, he would zero it and shoot it for pleasure once a year. Like off I mean, a bench rest type deal. Yeah, like, like off yeah. yeah, like off a thing. And then he would like probably slay six or seven deer with it every year. I like think just, an AR ten is the way to go. So three oh eight. Yeah, three oh eight AR. So he also lives on a property that's long, but it's narrow. Mm-hmm. And how long though? He it's it's <laughs> long like a few like um, 300 yards or like, like way long, way farther than that. It's multi hundred oh, wow. acre property, but, um, but there's neighbors fairly close on the flanks, not fair, like close enough to be in earshot of a 308 round going off. So one of the reasons that I was sort of attracted to 300 blackout for him was he was suggesting that yeah. he would s- suppress it. That's a what, really badass gun for somebody that shoots like three times. Well, but yeah, but, but what, what are your so feelings on hunting with, Subsonic ammo. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I do not agree with hunting with subsonics. Yeah. That's my personal. But you don't have to shoot subsonic out of a can. Like Just because you have a suppressor doesn't mean you have to run it subsonic. True. But that's the part of the big argument for 300 blackout, right? 
is the subsonic. Uh, I mean, would you shoot subsonic, supersonic, three hundred blackout with a can? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that's, that's going to be hunting that's going to be that's going to be quiet enough for his purposes, right? Like, because he doesn't need something that's like. Well, and John it's going to change quiet. the pitch, too, where they're not immediate. They're like, oh, I wonder what that was. I mean, so it depends what he wants, right? Does he want a bolt gun or a semi? Semi. Oh, so yeah. then it might just be like an AR platform, right? So do like an AR-15 platform, and you could have an upper that's in 300 black or and then an upper that's in 5.56. Five, yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's not a problem. And this is like one of those like cost-no-object kind of things. He doesn't own a lot of re- rifles. He has like a sweet like thirty out six BAR you know kind of thing. And Dude, that's his rifle then. Yeah, but he does. He wants something a little bit quieter. That's kind of like part of it too. Yeah, that three, thing, the I report think for that you can hear out. from the next county. I haven't shot Nick. You've probably shot three hundred blackout the most out of us. I haven't shot that much three hundred blackout. What's nice about three hundred black is though it does have subsonic and supersonic rounds, right? So. Yeah. And you can buy three hundred black at Walmart. I mean, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, super common like, now. You can get like online a, at least. It's not like a super duper. No, exotic round anymore. A, it yeah. used to be, yeah, not anymore. I'm not no. sure you could buy like 6.5 Creedmoor at Walmart. I think now you probably you could probably uh, buy it at like Cabela's and well, stuff. So, hold on. I would also say though, if you're hunting, I mean, I buy probably 60 to 100 rounds of like high quality hunting ammo a year, right? And I would not like if I was going hunting seriously, I would never buy that ammo at Walmart anyway, probably. <clears throat> in the sense that if I'm going to take all this time to like set up and go somewhere and hunt, like I want to use the best round possible. And I don't yeah, know, but you could buy that at like Cabela's, <clears throat> right? Like it doesn't. That's have to be true. Walmart. Although I am personally a hundred percent sold on Barnes copper bullets. Yeah, the I am TTSX too. bullets. Yeah, I don't. I will never shoot anything again if I have a choice not to. Um, I've been incredibly impressed with their performance. That's all copper. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if everything Barnes makes is all copper, but... Um, does Freedom make an all copper? I'm do not sure. the Bard's we bolts should, We should check with them. We should see if they'll do a soft late load of just, like, copper that, bullets. That would be pretty them. rad. The, yeah, Freedom. Because their ammo is awesome, but yeah. the, the copper bullets are definitely... No, I don't mind anything except Freedom, Freedom Munitions stuff anymore. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's 99% of what we shoot. Yeah. So, you know, but... Uh, yeah. The no, tip. I like the when you shot that uh, was that doe or a buck with your Era Three rifle, your Klepto. That was a buck. Barnes. Yeah. Is that three hundred yeah. black? That Era Three you've got? No, no. that's three hundred eight. It's a three hundred eight. Hmm. But yeah. it was um, impressive seeing the the damage on this thing with the Barnes copper rounds. Just like, oh. Okay. The first time I shot a deer with it, I was like, it was like some like predator shit with like the fucking. The chest laser, you know? Really? Yeah. I yeah. mean, the first deal I shot with that gun, so like 100 yards and like perfect broadside shot, and it blew the far side lung completely out of the deer's body. Yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, as, <laughs> like, as one tends to do. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, so then you had to track it for, for 200 yards and... Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the, that thing um, didn't even yeah. think about pain. It was just like... like yeah. Like, I mean... Yeah. Just sitting in the stand, I was like, wow, like, okay, uh, that, that was kind of overkill. Yeah. Is this, is this thing's legal? <laughs> well, that's always the funny thing. Like, the the one time that I used an Air 3 gun, you know, like, had a little dope sheet out to 1,500 yards, and I was, like, had them drop me on the longest, like, road on that, you know, Texas ranch, 
like, hell yeah, I'm definitely going to smoke something like way out there. And like it's last light and there's a doe at like 50 meters. And I'm just <laughs> like, all right, like legal shoot time is in like 42 seconds. I'll wait till 15 seconds. And like <laughs> it's 15 seconds till legal shoot time ends. I'm like, sorry. That's <laughs> like click. Yeah. Like, Fuck. <laughs> Got to put some meat on the table. So, yeah. But I also meat think, shopping. I mean, 308 is still, if you're going to buy one gun, no, I want to do. I would like to do a. You, you could go to Walmart. Like we ha, we all have some pretty Gucci guns. You know, like I've got a full carbon fiber, three hundred Win Mag, um, that I absolutely love. But you could go to Walmart for most people and pick up. I would say you should still buy some really nice glass, but you go to Walmart and pick out like a Remington seven hundred or a Savage Model Ten like, or yeah, like some random bullshit gun. And like for most dudes, that's gonna go. Like what's around like for North American for hunters? Bucks. Like what's the round that you would the all the all over round three oh eight? I think three hundred wind mag for me. That's that's my good. I think you probably could you shoot could anything with a three oh eight. Why would you pick three hundred wind mag over three oh eight? Just the shoots, velocity, the, the flatness of the round? Shoots flatter and my thing, there's guys shooting three hundred wind mags on game way out there, like thousand plus yards. That is not what I would do. For me, a 300 wind mag lets me, like, I don't worry about a wind call. I know that my dope is not going to change greatly due to atmospherics. And the other thing is if you look at your dope sheets with a 300 wind mag, if you have to use your buddy's ammo, if you're a few grains off or, like, a little bit off, it actually doesn't change your that dope much. sheets that much where it's catastrophic. Yeah. Um, well, so, I, 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 I really like 300 wind mag as well. But that's just purely from a military standpoint. The first right. time I ever shot it at a sniper range, I had trouble picking up the dough or the trace on it as a spotter because it was so flat. Like, oh, you yeah. know, like a 308 at a grand looks like you're freaking hooking grenades at the target. You know, right. it's this huge arc. Whereas, like, these 300 Win Mag bullets are coming in like a laser. Yeah. You know, not quite that. I mean, it's not 338 Lapua flat, but it's like. It's Pretty super damn flat. flat. Yeah. So you you put your spotting scope in that area to try to like pick up the trace, like arcing in, and it's just like sneaking in right below. Yeah, right like, under what? it. What? Yeah. So uh, that's what my question was though. Is like, why is anybody shooting three hundred eight? Like after I shot three in a wind mag. No, you know, I, I'm basically I I'm debating a three hundred short. I might turn my three hundred eight into a short mag. Get it? You know, basically just built out as an ultra light mountain rifle. But I went on this hog hunt or a hog hunt, this deer hunt, like backcountry deer hunt with uh, Nolan and Sean, and we were all shooting 300 wind mags just for the ease of like if one dude, you know, you got to grab some other dude's ammo, you could pretty well shoot another dude's out. And this is yeah. short distance we're talking about. Sure. I think the furthest shot was Nolan shot his at 504 was was his furthest shot. And yeah, which is an underhanded throw for. Well, and so, so this is kind of what I was getting at is when you build out like any setup, in my opinion, you never want to be at like the brink of capability if you don't have to be. So like, yeah, you can shoot deer at a thousand yards with a 300 wind mag. But if you're shooting at 500, which is a, about where I think most people should cap out their game shots, you're not worried so much about like wind calls, atmospherics, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's the effects on that round are negligible yeah. at that I don't distance. Know, Nick, if you can speak to this, but I've read a a number of people saying that at 500 yards of 308 is basically starting to lose kinetic energy so quickly that, you know, sure, can you shoot it accurately out to that distance? But, you know, would you want to shoot, you know, two or three or larger, you know, 100 pound animal and and know that that bullet's carrying enough kinetic energy to like really, you know, cause the damage 
that you'd want to take the animal down, even if it's a good, sh well-placed shot. Yeah, so I think this is the great, like, it depends answer, but I truly think it depends, like, the weight of the bullet, the velocity coming out of the barrel, and what the kinetic energy looks like, you know, at 500 yards. If it's still over, you know, a 1,000 foot-pounds of energy for a deer at 500, you know you're good. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it's just knowing your setup, right? Like... What does your kinetic energy look like at what ranges? What's your velocity? Um, and kind of going from there just to make that ethical. And so how am I going to find that out? You know, if I go buy a gun off the shelf, like, or, you know, or anything, or a custom setup, you know, is that just all through basically like a ballistics program? Yeah, you could, I mean, <clears throat> the fancy way is to use a ballistics program. Some of the ammo will actually have it listed on their website. You yeah, know? I think all of them do now. Yeah. All the big manufacturers will list your, the actual velocity, foot pounds, and all of that on the website now. So, um, and then, like, obviously, Google is your friend. So just kind of figure out what animal you're hunting, what, you know, the recommended, you know, foot pounds energy is to, you know, hunt that game. Mm -hmm. And then where that trade-off is with your ammunition at what range. And then what you feel comfortable in, right? Like, so we talk about all these long shots and... We all have guns that could take all these long shots, but we all archery hunt too. And archery hunt's like a much closer game where you have to, you know, actually kind of be in tune with the animal, you know, unless it's like ambush situation, like on a water hole, but you still have to kind of be in tune and like watching the animals like movement. Is it spooked? Is it, you know, calm at peace? So when we have these long range guns, like, Usually when I see an animal with a long range gun, I'm still not just like, all right, first shot I get, I'm taking, you know, like, no, sure. I kind of, you know, choose the situation, the environment, you know, that front leg, if it's broadside. Well, I don't know, that depends on like forward. what day of the hunt it is, you know, if it's a day five, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I've got sort of a, you know, 30,000 foot question for you guys, but if you guys are selecting a hunting rifle, like what are the most important considerations you're making? Is it... The caliber, is it the quality of the glass? Is it the trigger? Is it the weight of the rifle? Like, if you're going to spend your dollars, right? Like, you have a well, fixed that's, budget. That's really what it comes down to. Because obviously, unlimited dollars. budget. I'm going to get the lightest, best trigger, you know, the, the Schmidt and Bender glass. But if you've got a fixed budget, like, where are you going to put your money? Honestly, I think what Brent said earlier, um, like, Basically, glass. spend as much as you can on glass. Why is like, that? If you get good <clears throat> Leopold glass, well, so first, first off, with with hunting specifically, well, any any shooting off of paper, that happens typically in lower light conditions, right? Like the the fifteen minutes before and after or before um, darkness happens is, and after it was dark, that's where you see so much game. It's just like in that fifteen minute window, like Aaron yep. said a few times, you're basically just like shooting for that. Mm -hmm. So often, unless you're like doing a, a really legit spot and stock hunt, um, you know, it's it, that fifteen minute window is crucial. And so, if you have better clarity out of that glass, it's going to collect more light, and you're going to have a better chance at making that shot. Sure. Um, the other thing is that when you talk about spinning turrets or taking uh, shots where you actually have to put some type of, of dope on the gun, whether that's a holdover or actually like moving the turrets, the higher quality, the more consistent that dope is going to become. Also, but it, it's really, sorry, go ahead, Aaron. No. I was going to say, it comes down to how much money you want to spend, right? Like you, you can get really nice glass from 
Leopold and a bunch of other companies, but I think Leopold is probably the best bang for the buck as far as clarity, craftsmanship, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and like warranties. Yeah, warranties and all and that. just but customer service. They're yeah. awesome. And then the rifle, for me, it's like caliber is important. The barrel and the trigger are like the big three things. Like if I didn't have a huge budget, I would be like, okay, can this thing hold a group? Does the trigger feel, feel nice and is it the right caliber? And then for me, like the home run is if I have a super sweet shooting gun with an amazing feeling trigger, good glass on it is like, how do I get that thing as light as fucking possible for hunting? So that's a chassis consideration, like you're like switching yeah, out the stock. Yeah, so I have uh, my 301 mag's a carbon full carbon fiber stock, and so it's I think it's sub sub four or maybe four and a half pounds with optic. Tika makes light. really nice stuff off the shelf too. Tika does, yeah, yeah. for as far as like hunting guns. But are I there think, any brand like obviously Remington is like kind of the bolt gun standard, I think. But uh, it like depends. What, I don't even like, know the brand is so much as like the action, like the yeah. Remington 700. But Nick and I are both big fans of like Mauser Model 70 actions. Like my, I have a Christensen Arms 3 and Win Mag that's an amazing shooting gun, but I'm, I would rather build out. I've got a Model 70 that's an, an external extractor, and I'm going to build that out as my next mountain rifle. So it's, but the 700 action is kind of the, most widely used even if it's not necessarily the best and we're looking at a pretty sweet model 700 action to work with a company with right now to model 700 or 70 700 right. just because like the titanium one titanium yeah. yeah i mean and this dude that's building them <clears throat> is like super legit and like really nice where the 70 gives you that control round feeding which is so nice super smooth super smooth but to find a lightweight dependable model 70 yeah. You're still not at that. So, I mean, the goal with this build is to build a super lightweight all-round yep. mountain gun that still isn't like some bougie wildcat ammo. Right. Um, but that's kind of a tangent. To get back to, like, your question, Brian, and I think I just want to add a few things to Brent's about the glass. I think glass builds the most confident in the shooter, right? So, like, I think it's a combo of everything you could do to your rifle, you know, like nice you know crown good you know the round seating into the the rifling so you're not you know jumping the lands um you know super soft you know like jewel trigger so to speak but i think you could do a lot with glass because glass is like the confidence builder right so <clears throat> if you're able to have like precise clean clear glass that's like your interface with the animal so if you have cheap glass that like you don't trust that doesn't hold a good zero or the reticles jump or have jumped in the past um, and it's like fuzzy or hazy or doesn't like bring light in, well now you're like your crosshairs are super dark, the glass is super dark. So your interface with the animal is like sketched to begin with. So you start like second guessing yourself because it's all mental, right? So you just start psyching yourself out where like good glass just really like usually leads to good ethical like kills and like situations where you're able to like really see like you know fine tune like hair you know precision on the animal yeah. and actually yeah. kind of go that way right yeah I, I always love just nice glass that's always kind of my basis for yeah yeah i was gonna say before i think you know, most guns probably outshoot their shooters 
even oh, for sure. even, even off the shelf, right? Like even your, you know, like Walmart 308, you know, Winchester, if it's like a, you know, it's half, an inch and a half, inch and a half gun, like a off the shelf yeah, Winchester. Or, or maybe even better, or even better. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the gun's going to perform, you know, as, as well as you need it to as a, as a hunter. But exactly what Nick was saying, you know, are you able to, like, in that 15 minutes or 20 minutes of time when it counts, like, are you able to see your target clearly? Are you able to, like, if you can see your target clearly, are you able to, like, tell where you want your shot to be? Um, and So having and, a cheesy gun <clears throat> with a very expensive optic on it makes a lot more sense than having a cheesy optic on a very expensive gun. I yeah. So. yeah. I hate to use the word cheesy, though, because, like, but, I don't think anybody that's... You know, going out in the field wants to sure bring a, a cheesy gun with them. No, 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 no. But if you, I mean, you can pick up a budget. I think my Winchester Model Seventy was like five hundred bucks. It was pretty. It wasn't crazy expensive, and that that thing shoots three quarter inch groups if you do your part. Yeah. So on the majority of my rifles, my glass costs more than the gun. Yeah, and glass is one of those things that can cost. Now, here's another question I have about glass. Do you guys are? I've heard from some Europeans that I know um, that most Europeans hunt with prime scopes because the light gathering is better and you can get like bigger bang for your buck. Like if you get just a fixed zoom, like since it doesn't have moving parts, like you can get more money in the glass than you do on all That's the kind of complex mechanisms. So he said that a lot of people shoot with like a fixed like power Zeiss rocket. prime or Swarovski prime scopes because they have like larger apertures and they can gather more light as opposed to like a three X to 15. I hadn't heard that, but yeah, I I would think it would be standard across the board of scope manufacturers, right? Like I don't think, you know, us optics, um, vortex, Leopold, if there is something going on over in Europe and they're like, Oh, no, I, I mean, you can get, I've looked, you can get all of the scopes he was discussing in the U S I You're just saying don't, bang for buck, like don't for, spend the money on magnification on variability. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's like, don't get an, don't get a, a six to twenty four scope. Get if you're always shooting at twenty four, you've always got it cranked out or close to. Just get a twenty x. Yeah. And you're going to get like a lot more because there's less moving parts. It's sort of like a camera lens, right? Like a very expensive zoom camera lens might be like three thousand bucks, but a comparable prime lens in that same is like even going to be a faster lens, right? Like it may be way faster and it's very, very like a third of the price, you know, I don't think that the, the scopes are a third of the price, but my friend was saying that like, Hey man, like this thousand dollar Zeiss scope is comparable in quality and light to their $3,000 scope, but it doesn't have a zoom. You're paying two grand for the zoom. I believe it. I, I definitely believe that, but I feel like I don't see a lot of fixed power scopes. No, you don't see like, it in this. It, do we have more? We have them. I just wonder if it's a style. I just wonder if it's a style thing, right? Like I think it is. I think know? it's and it's a popularity thing. Like hunting in the U.S. is huge compared to Europe. Well, I feel like people, like even me, like in the military, like like oh cool, this the scope zooms, but I've literally never used a scope at anything but full zoom, other than like. Oh no! I definitely other than pulling it around, like I'll I'll look at it. I've never fired around at anything other than full zoom. Now I've I've pulled it back to like scan for targets. Yeah, so you like increase your field of view. So like the old M twenty four like sniper platforms yeah. had a what a fixed ten power. Yeah, but like 
what you gain with the zoom is the ability to like you know at close range have you know actually yeah, so my my from a, this is a military thing but it makes a ton of sense in hunting too like my optic is always on the lowest power setting yeah. cruising around and then if i need it then i'll dial it up but sure. it's always at the lowest that way if something is closer it's easier to get on target and like in the military sense that's your you know your biggest threat is the right the close, close one and same with hunting it's not like a threat so to speak but it you don't want to miss a shot see that doe at 50 yards you want to be able to like right i can still on my scope you know with four power being the lowest i could still make the 500 yard shot on four power Sure. And then I could crank it up and it goes up to 24. I get to crank it up to 24, but most of the time it's down at like the 12 to 18 range just because I have, you know, I'm, it's a clearer picture and um, I have a better well, you, feel you of view too. You don't want too much. So the over magnification is an issue too because then you see, you can see your creep on your crosshairs to a point where you're like second guessing that shot. There's a term for it that yeah. I should know. And well, I the can't other, the only it. thing I've ever really used the zoom for was getting wind calls, you know, and looking for mirage on down the range, changing the focus, like changing the zoom and kind of moving in and out of the range. But, you know, that's like, it's pretty exotic. I'm not sure that's something that this is a person that's never, I'm talking, speaking as a person that's never gone on like a big hunt, like a mountain hunt. Yeah. Is that something that you're doing in the mountains when but you're, when you're personally hunting? no. And even talking to Sean, who is one of our sponsor hunters. Like, yeah. We, we all talked and, you know, I've taken some long shots on, um, not hunting, but I wouldn't take a long shot hunting. Like I don't, if I hit a dude in the leg, I wouldn't care. Right. Like if I wanted to shoot a dude and yeah. I just hit him in the leg, I'm like, whatever, man, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah. if you hit a deer in the leg, you're like, man, I'm a fucking asshole. Like not all, now I'm just like wounding this thing, chasing it all over. No, hugely. So that's why I say like the 300 beauty of the 300 wind mag is like, you're not making, a, a wind call with that thing, right? Like if I'm shooting it at 400 or 500 yards, you're just like, Hey man, yeah, I'm going to line this thing up and blast. And, uh, so I, there's guys out there, you can search long range hunting. There's dudes who are like, yeah, I, you know, I smoked an elk at 1300 yards or like however far it is. And they're like bragging about it to me. It's not that I'm, I'm not going to say that dude is unethical, but like, why dude, you can't close 500. Like you can't close the difference from a thousand yards down to 500. Like, well, at those That's distances, it seems like it almost removes the sporting nature of it, right? Like, if you're just able to, like, get on some hilltop and snipe an animal at 1,300 yards, like, uh, is, is the sport getting to that spot and just being able to spot it or something? But you're so far away. The animal can't smell you. It can't see you. You know, I, I don't mind the sporting aspect of it. To me, it's just, like, your, in, your increased probability of wounding that animal, even if you're a phenomenal marksman, is still exponentially higher, right? Because your velocity is decreasing at an exponential rate oh, past yeah. 500. Well, and the variables at past 1,000, past 800 are right. just more than you can possibly And I get. say 500 is a ballpark. Like Nolan nailed his animal at 504, you know, super clean shot. Awesome. But, you know, I, you know, would I take a shot at 600? Yeah, I wouldn't even think about think twice about it, right? Would I take a shot at seven hundred? That's where it's like, eh, yeah. Have I been practicing a ton? Is the weather good? Do I have a very stable shooting position? And there's a reason why like six hundred seems to be the outer limit for like military, like your average Joe trading to right. shoot. You know, that's kind of like a marine isn't going to be shooting. No, the average one's not shooting past like six hundred, right? Yeah. So, taking off, Aaron. 
Aaron's out of here. Should we wrap Aaron's it up? Out. Um. Well, it depends on. We can keep going. I've got Are some more questions roll? for you guys, dude. Shoot. So, yeah, because I'm 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 definitely the dude that is speaking from the position that I don't know what the hell's going on. Like with hunting, <laughs> with hunting. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't grow up my, my, well, that's something that's really kind of funny to me is like, there's this weird thing that if you're in special operations, you're immediately the expert of, of all things that you like once touched. Right. The reality is like hunting people is not hunting animals and shooting is not the same no matter what you're doing right so yeah no i wouldn't know where to start like if you if we went on a deer hunt or whatever you're like hey brian let's go to like montana and hunt mule deer or elk or something i i would literally not like, know oh, all right i yeah. could show up with a rifle and like my and flannels <laughs> yeah <laughs> like my mirror sunglasses be like, where, where are they where are they yeah yeah um <laughs> it, a lot of it is like it's intuitive when you actually think about it, but if you'd never been told about it, you might not ever think of it. You know, yeah. like some of the, a lot of the stuff still applies to like walking the military crest so that all of the animals around you can't see you, you know, trying to stay upwind, trying to move through terrain to like get ahead of or around an animal. A lot of the stuff that you did in the military and know from like reconnaissance patrolling yeah. still fits. Um, but for a beginning hunter, like you have to be taught by somebody, in my opinion, like you shouldn't, you should not for many good reasons, just like go to Walmart, buy your tags, buy your rifle, your optic or, or like Cabela's, wherever you want to buy it off the shelf, like buy your whole setup and just like charge into the woods alone. Like well, that's, that's just a, a recipe for disaster. Like that's like for me, I've always, I've, it's been interesting to try to get into hunting as an adult because like that's something that so many people have learned like as a, as a bonding experience yeah. with their grandfather or their father. And it's really hard, especially as like a green beret, right? Let's be like, Hey man, will you like take me in the woods and like show me how to like shoot a deer? And I'm like, oh, dude, what do you mean? Like just walk in and shoot. Yeah. It. You just shoot it. Like just sit yeah. in the thing and shoot. And I'm like, well, it's like more involved in that. Right. I yeah, guess. Aaron, too bad he walked off. Aaron didn't hunt until way later in life. And I didn't become, I hunted with my dad when I say I hunted with my dad. Like I went in the woods with my dad a few times and like watched him bumble the fuck around and have no idea what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but I had, you know, at least that experience of like getting out there and kind of seeing him like try to glass shit up and whatnot. But I really got into hunting at a, a you know, as an obsession, if you will as an adult, which is kind of weird. Cause you like, you do hear about guys that have been hunting, you know, for generations, but a lot of the stuff that dudes do that have done it forever is all fucked up, man. Like, yeah, well, that's that, the like, thing it's is like guys that you go to the range, like I've been shooting my whole life. And you're like, all right, like you're not holding the pistol, right? You know, like, do you know how to line your sights up? Well, my grandfather was a big, um, deer hunter yeah. and I, he died when I was nine. So I never got to like get to that point. And right. I know he was like chomping at the bit too, for me to be like 12 or 13 where we could go and blast and something. Yeah. Cause yeah. he definitely like the years leading up to his death, he died like of, of cancer. So it was like, and it was pretty quick decline, but the years leading up to that, he's like, here's my gun safe. Like check out all these cool things. And right. he was showing me like, he taught me how to shoot and all that sort of stuff. So he's definitely priming me to that yep. point. But again, I don't think, like for hunting for him was more of a ritual than it was. Well, like and there's like different degrees of hunting too. Like there's, there's some guys that it's meat shopping, right? Like they go sit in a tree stand, they blast a deer or three deer every year. And that's hunting. Like for me, I don't enjoy stand hunting anymore because so much of it is like getting out, hiking around, 
and for me, a big part of it is like, I want to feel I earned it. So having that yeah. challenge of like, all right, I got to hike up this big ass hill to like glass from the top of it. Like feeling like you're putting in some of the work is a huge Yeah. Well, that's, that's me. what I've never understood. Right. Like for, for the same reasons that I've never gotten into fishing is like sitting there waiting. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't seem like an active sport. It seems like a passive sport. And the, the training you do is to make that moment of active, like count. Right. But it's not really hard to blast a deer at 80 yards from a stand. Like, uh, and I'm not knocking that. Like, stand hunting is awesome for some people dig it. And I mean, from that's, a technical, that's it could cool. be like no, for, getting and, out there, like putting up the stand. Like, there's a huge amount of things that go into that. Right. That it work. goes into scouting right. and all that. Some people, that's all they have, right? Like, right. it's all like private lands near them or it's their private land, like a farm. And like, that's all they have. They can't like, yeah, they don't in North have Carolina access to like, like that. Yeah, exactly. They don't have like access to like the western states and all the public yeah. land and actually yeah places to go. And walk that's the sort of hunting I've had access to, which is why I don't hunt. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. Know? So when I lived uh, on the East Coast, like that was that was it. Like we got maybe we tr- you know tried to get out west to do some mountain hunting, but what you spent most of your time doing was you know trying to figure out and some of it uh, there's a whole lot of sitting around bored or sleeping in stands or whatever it was right but some of it's getting out and scouting okay like trying to pattern the deer figure out where they're going find the hardwoods figure out what they're eating and like that's kind of the part of the game of it um the other thing is on the east coast with a, a bow in your hand, it's really hard to get in close enough to like the white tail deer are the skittish things on the most skittish things on the planet. So yeah. like, you're not going to walk through the woods, like crunching leaves and get into like 30 yards of one. Yeah, and literally like when I lived up in Virginia, I truly just felt every time I was going hunting, I was just taking my bow for a walk. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, but I would hunt off like the Appalachian trail. So I would like park and then walk in on the Appalachian Trail because the public lands where I was hunting, you know, a bunch of people would like come and like in the parking lot. And then, you know, half hour before like the sun came up, you would hear all the cars pull up and all the trucks like rumble, you know, stop. And then like people like getting out and like slamming doors and like yeah. then you would smell the cigarette smoke like blowing up like the you know the valleys up sure. to like the the military crest where i was at on the trail and i saw you know oh i heard a bunch of deer saw a few deer but literally they're so skittish at that point it's like they're not stopping i'm not gonna take a shot so sure. it's like taking my bow for a yeah. walk and east, east watching coast deer tough. yeah yeah it's tough hunting on the east coast but out west is it's fun it's rewarding you know it's it's like doing a recon patrol in the military where you're like hunt. That's hunting to me. You know, it's hard for me to sit in a stand at this point. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But, well, I guess we'll wrap it up now. Yeah. Another, another dilating softly podcast in the books brought to you by Brian. Well, the yeah. echo brought to me by me. Yeah.